Hello, everybody, and welcome to Get Lit Minute, your weekly podcast for all things poetic, poetry, and poets. This podcast is produced out of Get Lit Words Ignite here in Los Angeles, California. Our organization focuses on empowering young people through the power of poetry and spoken word. Claim your poem, claim your life is what we say a lot around here. Um, Get lit, get literacy, get literate. This podcast focuses on the lives and histories and works of classic poets and modern-day contemporary poets. So I'm just going to dive right into this next episode. We're so glad you're here. Today we're going to be focusing on Walt Whitman. Walt is someone who's really been a true inspiration to me, his writings and his life. I remember reading Walt Whitman's Civil War Diaries when I was in college, memoranda during the war, and those really changed my perspective on how I saw war, like what war really was. Um, And it's interesting to think of a poet on the front lines today. What would that look like if a poet was in some of the wars our country fights today? Walt Whitman worked as a clerk in Washington, D.C. For three years, he would visit soldiers during his spare time and give solace to the injured during this Civil War era. These experiences led to the poems in his 1865 publication, Drum Taps, which includes When Lilacs Last in the Dooryard Bloomed, And this was Whitman's elegy for President Lincoln. We will close the episode out today with another poem, which is a sequel to that Drum Taps collection, and this poem is called, O Captain, My Captain. So, Walt. Walt Whitman is often considered America's poet. There's this classic photo we have of him hanging in our office, and it's one of the first poets when you walk into the Gitlet headquarters. And I just thought to start off the episode with a cool story about this photo. Um, You know, we really focus specifically on the lives of poetry and literary works on this podcast, but as a filmmaker, I'm always interested in how photos come to be. Like, this is literally the photo. If you go to Walt Whitman on Wikipedia, it's this photo. It's like the classic photo when you think of Walt. Um, So this photograph, we'll include it in our uh, link on our website so you can see what I'm referencing. But this photograph, um, it was taken on the morning of April 15th, 1887 by George Cox. George took several photographs of Whitman, um, who at this time was celebrating the success of his New York lecture on Lincoln, which he had just delivered the day before. Whitman recalls that six or seven photographs were made during the session, and it was just Walt simply sitting in this big revolving chair and swinging himself to the left or to the right, and Walt would take his hat off or put it on again, and he had this expression and attitude that was so natural that if you probably saw him, you wouldn't even suppose that he was sitting to take a photograph. Um, This was Walt Whitman's favorite photograph from that session, and Walt would say, It seems to me so excellent, so to stand out from all the others. Um, It was a photo that he began referring to as the laughing philosopher. And he would say, It's like a total, like a whole story. I like to call the photo Uncle Walt, or Grandfather Walt, or Grandpa Walt, um, every time when I walk into the office. So let's dive deeper into the historical part of the episode. So... Walt Whitman's work is often compared to that of Homer, Virgil, Dante, Shakespeare. He's a true wordsmith of the 19th century. In his seminal work, Leaves of Grass, which was written in 1855 and also partially in 1891 and 1892, he celebrated democracy, nature, love, and friendship. This work was an epiphany to the body and the soul, and it raised up beauty and reassurance even in death. 
Along with Emily Dickinson, Whitman is regarded as one of America's most significant 19th century poets, and he would later influence many more poets, including Ezra Pound, William Carlos Williams, Allen Ginsberg, and many more. Walt Whitman was born on Long Island on May 31, 1819. Whitman would later grow up in Brooklyn, receiving limited formal education. Through his life, he worked as a printer, a school teacher, a reporter, and an editor. And it's interesting to see just the jobs he had. Maybe it would be considered odd jobs. I'm not sure. But, you know, I like to think about it doesn't matter what you're doing in your daily life. If you love your job, you hate your job, that there's something that you can take from your daily life and incorporate that into your poetry. The reality of just the world today, um, not everyone's a full-time poet. I have so much great respect for those who are, but most poets, just the reality is they have other jobs. And so if you're out there just getting your start in poetry or you are a full-time poet, um, I encourage you to, you know, if there's something monotonous about your work or How can you look at your day, daily life, and what can you take from your job, and how can that be incorporated into your poetry? Just a little task out there uh, for you poets. Um, Whitman's self-published Leaves of Grass was inspired in part by his travels through the American frontier and by his admiration for Ralph Waldo Emerson. I also love Ralph Waldo Emerson. I remember when I was in high school, I read this book, or rather it was an essay called Self-Reliance totally, totally shaped my life. We'll do another episode on Ralph Waldo Emerson in the future. But anyway, Leaves of Grass underwent eight subsequent editions during his lifetime as Whitman expanded and revised the poetry and added more to the original collection of 12 poems. Emerson himself declared the first edition was the most extraordinary piece of wit and wisdom that America has yet contributed. And I like that that wit uh, that's included in there. You know, Poetry can be very serious, as you're going to see um, how this episode ends with Oh Captain, My Captain, but there's nothing wrong with that, throwing a little bit of humor in there. Some of my favorite poems really have that combination of both wit and wisdom. According to the Longman Anthology of Poetry, Whitman received little public acclaim for his poems during his lifetime for several reasons. He was very open uh, regarding sex, his self-presentation as a rough working man and his stylistic innovations he was a poet who abandoned the regular meter and rhyme patterns of his contemporaries whitman was influenced by the long cadences and rhetorical strategies of biblical poetry so after suffering a serious stroke in 1873 whitman moved to his brother's home in camden new jersey while his poetry failed to garner popular attention from his american readership during his lifetime Over a thousand people came to view his funeral. And as the first writer of a truly American poetry, some would say, Whitman's legacy lives on. Um, I think so many people, when they think about poetry, and they know nothing about poetry, Walt Whitman is one of these poets you just think of. He looked like a poet. He lived like a poet. Even if you don't know anything about poetry, you probably know a little bit about Walt Whitman. And that's, I think, a testament to his great work, his life. Um, many years after he's passed on, the legend of Walt Whitman lives on. So we're going to close out the episode with Oh Captain, My Captain. This poem is an extended metaphor poem written in 1865 about the death of American President Abraham Lincoln. The poem was first published in the pamphlet Sequel to Drum Taps, which assembled 18 poems regarding the American Civil War. 
It was included in Whitman's comprehensive collection, Leaves of Grass, which I mentioned a bunch in this episode, beginning in its fourth edition, published in 1867. The poem emphasizes grief and sorrow. O captain, my captain, our fearful trip is done. The ship has weathered every rack, the prize we sought is won. The port is near, the bells I hear, the people all exulting, while follow eyes the steady keel, the vessel grim and daring. But O heart, 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 O the bleeding drops of red, where on the deck my captain lies, fallen cold and dead. O captain, my captain, rise up and hear the bells. Rise up, for you the flag is flung, for you the bugle trills, for you bouquets and ribbon wreaths, for you the shores a-crowding, for you they call the swaying mass, their eager faces turning. Here, captain, dear father, this arm beneath your head, it is some dream that on the deck you've fallen cold and dead. My captain does not answer, his lips are pale and still. My father does not feel my arm. He has no pulse nor will. The ship is anchored safe and sound. Its voyage closed and done. From fearful trip, the victor ship comes in with object one. Exult, O shores, and ring, O bells. But I, with mournful tread, walk the deck. My captain lies, fallen cold and dead. All right, everybody, that's another episode of Get Lit Minute. Thank you so much for listening. If you like poetry, share this with all your friends. If you don't have friends who are into poetry, this is a great way to get them into poetry. Uh, You can find us wherever you find podcasts. Make sure to subscribe, comment, like, give us feedback. Uh, Let us know if there's any poets you want us to um, feature in the the future. And, uh, yeah, that's our episode for this week, so we'll see you next Monday. All right, take it easy. Bye-bye.